0: This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business.
1: Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Steich.
0: And I'm Luke Akery.
1: And if you're listening to this and you lead a team, you know how important effective communication is. And most of that communication is going to come in the form of meetings. You've got daily standups, all hands, all floor meetings, quarterly meetings, sales meetings. And the list goes on. But one of the most overlooked and hands down the most important meeting you can have with your direct reports is a one-on-one. A one-on-one meeting with a team member is one of the few uninterrupted blocks of time that you can have with an employee that is focused on them and will not only build your relationships, but will help everyone work more effectively. So today, we're going to go through nine tips to help you have more motivating and meaningful one-on-ones.
0: Yes. um, I would say, you know, one of the things about one-on-ones is like it, it really is your time to develop what I would call is your trust Mm -hmm. with that person And trust is the formation of every great relationship. Like you have to have that trust, whether it's in sports, it's in your marriage, it's in your employee work relationship. It's just that trust.
1: Yeah, and this goes for anyone. So if you're listening to this, you're like, well, I don't have a full team. Maybe you have people that you work with. Maybe you have administrative uh, assistants on your team or or admin people. Maybe you work with contractors, right? Maybe on a consistent basis. So you can apply the same idea to those types of meetings where that consistent communication of under, (laughs) under, I can't say that word, uninterrupted There you go. time has to come in. So we actually took these uh, nine tips from an article on Cornerstone On Demand. There's tons of articles out there about how to have an effective one-on-one. So we're just going to riff through these. They're a performance management company. The first one and most important one is you got to get your one-on-one on the calendar.
0: Yeah, I would take it to the point of really your one-on-one when you don't show up for it, you reschedule it. It's, it becomes one of those things that's not taken super serious. Yes. The, the point I think of getting it on the calendar is that you have to solidify in the, in your mind, in the mind of your employees, that this is important. Yes. This is a critical meeting. It's not one that I'm going to miss. It's not one that I'm going to be late for. If we reschedule it, we're going to reschedule it within 45, 48 hours. Yeah. It's got to have an importance to it. That's really how I take this point.
1: Yeah. Also I, I, I always recommend weekly one-on-ones, but make sure it's consistent. You can do biweekly. Um, but either way you want to make sure that it's consistent. And if the, the whole point of getting it on the calendar is number one, that's what makes it important. That what makes it an official event. Uh, but then the second piece of getting it on the calendar is, uh, not if you're relying on, oh no, I check in with my teammates every day. yeah Like if you're relying on that type of mentality, you will ultimately fall down because number one, it's not formalized. So there's not like a formal structure around how the employee should be taking those types of check-ins. And then number two, it's so easy to miss that because the day obviously got busy. So number two is going to be, you want to go in with a plan. You want to have an agenda for your one-on-one, but keep in mind, you also want to be flexible.
0: Yes. Well, I think, um, so like even for you and I, like we run through each of the departments. Yeah. Like that's what we do. Like when we meet, um, this is not a one-on-one, but it's like a C-suite meeting. We go through, you know, people, profit, processes and product, yep. right? So we run through each of those categories and everybody has their thing in it. But that at least is, we know when we're showing up, that's our plan. Yes. And a lot of times I'll reference back to my notes of going, okay, hey, we talked about this within product last time, you know, where's this at trending for you? Where are you at in this? And that's kind of how we do it. But it's really just structuring what's the format that you're going to walk through so that employee is
1: prepared Prepared. in their own mind. When I first started off doing one-on-ones, I don't necessarily do them this way as much, but I think this is an easy way to get into them if you're a new manager and you haven't done one-on-ones yet. Structure into three 10-minute blocks so you got a 30-minute one-on-one. Spend 10 minutes uh, the first 10 minutes will be about the employee, mm. right? letting them give you their updates. The second 10 minutes might be you informing them about stuff. And then the last 10 minutes, focus that on the employee's future. Mm. Now, it won't always be a perfect 10-10-10. That's a good structure to I start with because, again, it gives the uh, employee uh, knows what they should be prepared for. They've got 10 minutes in the beginning where they're going to need to be able to give their updates. And then you can go from there. The third point that we'll say is to focus on them. Let them do most of the talking, yes. I would say, in the one one, And and most importantly, be present. Don't be checking emails. Don't be checking text messages. Don't be getting distracted. Be very present and engaging with the employee as they're giving you their yeah. updates.
0: Um, you know, one of my friends, Tony, what he shares um, with his one-on-ones, he always asks the, you know, employer, the person, you said, hey, how's it going? What's going on in your life? Yes. Yeah. Um, so he actually talks to them about what's happening in their life. I think that's super important because everything that happens in your life affects your work. And, you know, it's always hard in work settings to keep the, you know, how how far do you go into somebody's personal life? How, you know, far do you not, right? That's a hard balance, right? Maybe even a different podcast for us to touch on. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is you can't successfully help somebody if you don't truly know that person. And if you don't really get to know them and focus on them and things in their life that that happens. And people want that.
1: And take notes. Like, I know this sounds almost impersonal when you start to systematize relationships, but like if they offer up the name of their family or their husband or their yeah. wife or their pets or their children, take notes of that. Because if you're managing 10 people, it might be hard to keep track of everyone's name, everyone's family. Take notes of that. Take notes if they say they're doing a vacation. That way, the next time you meet with their one-on-one, you can ask them how the, that vacation went or how that thing that they had over the weekend, how the kid's yep. softball game goes. That really goes a long way. Um, Oh, Ariel's got a... Sorry, I
0: wanted to interject here. I didn't know if you were moving on to the next tip or not. But one of the things that Dan does, which I really like, is kind of mixing the personal and business of what is your long-term goal? Yeah. Like, what is it for business and what is it for life? That way he's able to understand, A, how can I help you as a manager in your job, but also what can I be doing to help you, you know, in your personal life or anything that we can do with your, you know, flexibility and schedule. Yeah,
1: awesome. that's good. <laughs> Number four is going to be to celebrate wins. So start your one-on-ones with a win whenever possible. Make sure you compliment them on something that they did or something that they uh, that they did that impressed you last week. Create notes for this as well. Throughout the week, if you notice something, pull up your one-on-one notes, jot a quick note down. Some people create a hero file specifically for just achievements. And when someone does something impressive that they can write down that way, you can
0: start off your one-on-ones on ones a positive note. Never underestimate a compliment. I'm terrible at them, but like it is crazy. (laughs) Like even like you think about yourself, do you ever mind receiving a sincere compliment? No. Yeah. You never mind it, so. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, ideas for that
1: would be if like your team members has ran a successful meeting in the past week, you saw them do that. Just start off by saying, hey, I really liked how you ran yep. that meeting. I liked how you did X, Y, and Z last week. Keep it up. Number five is to focus on the future, not the past. So this is the idea of you want to make sure that if you're critiquing or giving critical feedback, you're scheduling separate time for that. Maybe it's a post-mortem on a project. Also, critical feedback should be immediate. Right after the behavior was taken, it shouldn't be like saved up and stewed on great point. until yeah. your next 101. Where by the time you get to it, you're like,
0: it comes out of And the
1: blue. here's yeah. everything I thought about that. And your employee's like, Whoa, okay, you could have told me, you know. Uh, two weeks ago, but make sure that you're kind of handling it that way. And and then this goes to what you were saying, Ariel, is this idea of talking about their career aspirations. Yes. Like learning where they want to go. How can you help them
0: get there? Yeah, because the future motivates. Yeah. The past, a lot of times you can learn from, right? But the future motivates. So you want to get into that motivation mindset, which is like, how do I help you achieve? Absolutely.
1: Number six is to specify desired results. So this really comes down almost to like the recap of the one-on-one whenever you're wrapping up. What are the action items? What are the deadlines for the things that you're expecting them? to accomplish, use sort of the smart goals framework to make sure that they're measurable, they're actionable, and that they're time-based.
0: Yeah. I would tell you every pain point you probably have with your team member comes out of lack of clarity. Mm. Like really, we make things so complicated because they're not clear. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? Well, because you didn't. You didn't set expectations, (laughs) right? You expect people to, I'm guilty of this so often. You expect people to read your mind or even worse, you expect people to think the way you think Mm. like and to act the way you act. And that's just not how people are, right? So you have to really set clear expectations of what you expect from the person and then get them to buy into that where you literally can ask them the question, hey, do I have your commitment to do this? Do I have your buy-in to do this? Can I depend on you to do this? And they'll say yes. And now you have an easy way to hold them accountable if it doesn't go through. Absolutely.
1: Number seven is going to be to ask good questions. So your best employees are going to appreciate appropriate and challenging questions, especially when you ask them their opinions on things, how they would handle an issue, work towards letting them solve the problem themselves by asking good questions versus being given a problem and saying, okay, well, here's how you can fix it. Yes. Help them figure out how to fix it for themselves.
0: Uh, one of the methodologies I always use when questioning, I believe it's called the five why mm, yes. method, okay. where it's, you literally just ask why, ask why, ask why. And, and I did this the other day, i um, mentoring somebody in the organization and I did this with them. On, I was talking to them about interviewing and I said, hey, you're not asking enough why questions. You're not getting deep enough. And he was like, what do you mean? And, and so I just role played it kind of with them of, you know, I, I think I said, tell me about something you love. Yeah. And then I said, well, why do you no, love, I love that? sports, yeah. Yeah, well, why sports? Yeah. And then it talks about, well, I'm I love teamwork yeah. or competitive. Well, why are you competitive? And you keep yeah. going down and you get to what I call is the root Right. And you're looking for the root of something you're looking for. Where is this like, wow, this is the actual root of where this. Renee
1: Rodriguez did this to us on the podcast. I was talking about it. It Made me think of his like, oh, yeah, he was doing the why's to us. Yeah, it's it's really digging
0: down to find out and to help people problem solve. When you ask them the why you hear what their thought process is. So, you know, hey, why is this happening in the business? Oh, it's happening because of this. Well, why is that? Why do yeah. you believe that? Why do you, and you just keep going on the whys and you're not giving them the answer, but then they almost come to thought processes that they didn't have before. And it can be uncomfortable. It right? is very whenever uncomfortable. you're doing that. It
1: can be uncomfortable to be the person trying to get to the solution because you almost want to let them off the hook <laughs> and be yeah. like, I'm sorry, let's just let's just move on. And it is what it is, but you got to do that in order to really fix those root problems. Number eight, maybe one of the most important ones, especially I found in our teams, is to make sure you're sharing information with your employees. So when we did like our employee engagement survey, I think the top three most negative reviews or feedback and our topics were uh, feeling employees feeling like they were in the know. Yes. Employees feel like they knew what was going on. Employees feeling like their managers knew what was going on. And a lot of that was because information wasn't being
0: shared. Yeah, it wasn't going down. Now, whether that lines. was
1: because you're not focusing and paying attention and making sure, you know, proactively making sure that you're sharing that information, maybe you forgot, maybe you weren't aware yourself, but that was the number one pain point we saw in our organization. So you want to make sure that you, uh, employees feel like they're in their know, especially think about it this way. If there's a decision coming down in the organization that will change your employees day to day, don't just assume, oh, well, they'll, it'll be fine. Like we can roll this out. We thought about it. Make sure that they understand that this thing is coming because you'll get good insight from them and they won't be surprised when it happens. I
0: I mean, I literally, you were probably overhearing my convo in my office this morning of going, because it still shows that we have to grow in it as a company. With the sales team, we've made a bunch of changes in the way they manage their queue system, which is really their leads, how they manage their pipeline. Mm. And I told them, I said, guys, we have to, have to, have to make sure first before we roll out the change, you train the sales manager, get their buy-in, then train the team leads, then train the callers and tell them in advance, this is when this change will come into effect. And then prep them every single day. Hey, just remembering that on X date, this is going to go into effect because people at least feel like they're part of the process. And even if, the trainings don't stick with them. I hate to say that, but but they feel like they were included. Yep. And that inclusion it, it makes acceptance so much more versus where people get change and they hate change. And this yep. is why people hate change because it comes out of the blue. And
1: sometimes that means a longer process. And that's the it pain almost point all from, the time. Means it almost a always feeds along. But that's why we skip it. Yeah. That's why we try and move fast. And it will hurt you in the long run if you don't take the time to play that process yeah. out. Uh, and then the ninth and final one, I think this one's really important too, is ask your team members how you can help. So you want to wrap up your kind of conversation, especially as you're going over the action items and everything, and end with the simple question of hey, what resources do you need from me? Yeah. What can I do for you to help you do these, yeah. you know, to accomplish what you need to get done?
0: You can easily, to like frame the questions like, okay, what's your biggest frustration mm. right now? Yeah. What's your biggest frustration that's happening to you that is preventing you from being the best you can be here at Reminder Media or whatever yeah. and see what they say? Yeah, that'll be really insightful as well.
1: All right, there you go. There are nine tips for helping you run effective one-on-ones in your organization. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. There you will get the show notes for this episode. You will also get the lovely video of our faces. Or the video of our lovely faces? Yeah, the video of our lovely faces. If you enjoyed this episode and looking for ways to support the show. Was that your show? dad joke?
0: The video <laughs> of our lovely
1: faces? No. An and you, uh, if you did enjoy this episode and look for ways to support the show, there's only two ways we ask you, and no money is required. There is no exchange Unless of funds or donate. credits here. Yeah, you can donate, yeah. but donate by becoming a reminder media client. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the best way. But the, uh, the free ways are to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review, and leave us a comment. We will read it here on the show. And the best way to show your support is to tell a friend. Speaking of one-on-ones and conversations with employees, I was on a one-on-one the other day, and one of my uh, team members, they asked me a challenging question. They asked me to name two structures that hold water. Right? Wow. Two structures that hold water. I was like, Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of your best ones. Was that two Hall of Famers in a row? <laughs> wow,
0: that was-
1: if you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at, podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid
0: Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Steig. <laughs> Guys, and I'm Luke Acri. Here's my action item for for you. It's like all of these things you should be able to implement. Like these are just ones that take intentionality. You can easily do them. So go back, review, make sure you get something on the calendar for your one-on-one. You have a plan for it. You focus on the actual person you're talking to. You celebrate their wins. You focus them on their future, not just their past. You have clear expectations and desired results. You ask good questions. You share information with them, and then you ask them how you can help. Those are nine tangible things that I know you guys can implement, which is why I'm making it the action item for this episode. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on this today.